After a big win on the road against FC Cincinnati, Red Bull returns home for a Saturday showdown with Miami and the chance to keep moving up the table in the Eastern Conference. Today, we get to spend some time with Caden Clark. With Connor Lade, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. Time for the latest episode of Red Bull Weekly. Very busy month of September and start to October. Red Bulls finally get a full week in between games. Seems like it's been forever since that has taken place. It will be uh, Inter-Miami who comes back into town for the makeup of the postponement game earlier in the season with Connor Lade. I'm Matt Harmon. We're brought to you by NJIT, the New Jersey Institute of Technology here on our Red Bull Weekly podcast. Uh, Connor, big game last week against Cincinnati. You think of it for this Red Bull team. They put together a nice little run to, dare I say, stay alive and get back in the playoff hunt. It was a big, big, massive win in Cincinnati. Obviously going in there, playing a team that, is in disarray right now, which, like we talked about last week, can be very dangerous. And, you know, it's not going to be – there's no easy game in this league. And so a team like that who trying to prove some big things to their new management is, you know, you know they're going to be trying to make good first impressions. But I thought it was a good performance from, from the Red Bulls, uh, you know, to go in there, to get a win. Listen, their, their road form has been super impressive, and that's something we've been waiting for all year. And uh, so, but like we said, you, this is the point of the year that you got to start turning things on. And that's such an important win. And now you get what seems like a vacation, getting a week off and in between the next game, getting ready for Miami on the weekend, which again is going to be uh, inc- incredibly massive. And, but to see where they are in the standings now and to see that it's, it is so close. And if they can put a good run of strings together and get some luck in front of them, it's possible to make this playoff. So uh, they're keeping us on the edge of our seats. Seven games remaining for New York as they have played 27 to get to 34. Connor, you look at it. They are six points out of a playoff spot behind Montreal, D.C., and NYCFC. All have 40. Atlanta, 39. Good thing for New York is they've got a game in hand on everybody which means that if you win this weekend on what is a very light week of schedule with the international break, if you win this week, you're going to start the midpoint of October no worse than three points back with everybody still on the schedule. I mean, look at it. You play D.C. again. You play NYCFC again. You play Montreal again. You play Atlanta again. Clearly, New England's out of the realm for everybody. Nashville is going to make the playoffs. Uh, But it's just so funny how things kind of work themselves out to this point. You know, think back April, May, all these games so important. But yet after a rocky roller coaster type year, Red Bull still alive. And as you said, a big three points at home. And that's maybe the thing. I don't know. Do I say that has Red Bull fans a little nervous is that the team has not been great at home so far this year they played 13 games which means they have four remaining but Connor of those 13 games they've only won five yeah that's been the crazy part this year is you're always so confident walking into RBA knowing that you know the Rebels are going to get a result and this year it just 
it's been something a little bit different that it, you can tell they haven't been totally confident at home, which is a little bit concerning. Uh, but you you try to get those results on the road, which they've gotten in the past couple in the past week or so. But yeah, this is this is going to each of these games coming up are six point games. Listen, you you get a result against Miami, but if that result goes the other way, then Miami's ahead of you again. So it's this is probably the most important game of the year. And we'll say that every game going forward is this is the most important game of the year. But it's crazy that the way it lines up that you're playing every single team that's fighting for the same thing that you are. And listen, I think for for the entire Eastern Conference, this is, you know, breeding great competition heading into the playoffs. So any team that's going to make it is going to be battle tested right now. And so I think this is being at the spot that they are with a game in hand. It's very important for them to pick up a massive result on Saturday, but it's getting back to, they got to reclaim, you know, finding that magic at home and getting good results, not only good results, but dominant results. I think what we haven't seen has been kind of those second halves from Red Bull teams that, you know, that you're going to wear teams down. You're going to, you know, they're going to be tired and then you just start to turn it on even more and even more and you're punishing teams. That's really hasn't what haven't, seen that from this team you've you've seen them you know grind out first halves you know maybe get some early goals but then trying to hang on to things later and as other teams are building momentum it's something that we haven't seen a ton from uh rebel teams of the past so listen it's if they're able to get the results it doesn't matter how you do it you know if you get that early goal and you do hang on but you want to see a little bit more confidence at home and really make this the fortress that it once was i think it's it's has slipped a little bit in 2021, but there's no time like now to write those, write those uh, wrongs of earlier in the year. Yeah. In terms of being a team that's in good road form, Steve and I mentioned this the other day, other than new England, who's got nine wins away from Gillette, it's Red Bull who has as many wins as anybody. Miami, ironically enough, the team that New York will see, they've got four wins just like New York, but then uh, you look at home wins, and they're on the other side of it. They're towards the bottom part of the Eastern Conference. And not to put you on the, on the spot here, partner, but I, I, I would say this very simply. Why? What has happened at home that you cannot find the success? Because, I, you know, I, I do this at different points during the course of the season. I go back and think of other games that, all right, you've got five draws. If two of those games go on the win side, you're in the playoffs. You're, you're, you're right, in, and you might be thinking about, how do we get to third? How do we get to second? Um, but but there's been too many times at home thinking of Cincinnati, a scoreless draw, a Philadelphia game in which you let a late goal come in. Um, you get a 1-1 draw there. You get another 1-1 draw somewhere along the way. What has been the dynamic where it's been difficult to manufacture wins? And maybe you don't know the answer, but I'm going to put you on the spot anyway. Yeah, that's all right. I think... I'll, I'll give my best shot at it, but I think it's what's made this Red Bull team so good is being aggressive. And we've always seen, not only with this team, but years and years in the past, is when you take that foot off the pedal, what does that look like for you? And so if you start, you know, maybe laying off that high pressure a little bit or uh, maybe playing in a deeper block, you have to still keep that aggression. And when you do dial that back a little bit and you don't keep that aggression ramped up, you see those little cracks. And I think it's, that's been a little bit of what's happened. You go into a little bit of a survival mode instead of being the aggressor. And 
that's something that has always been a problem for for this team. You, if you're not the aggressor, it's almost you're getting totally outside of your identity, and you don't know necessarily sometimes how to play within that system. And then it's kind of just relying on each other to make big plays. And Carlos and Goal trying to have him stand on his head to pe- keep us in games. But I think for them, there's there's ways to you know obviously you get fatigued during match, but during the match, but you if you do retreat into a lower block, you still have to be super uber aggressive when you do turn on that pressure. And sometimes we've seen that slip a little bit, but I think, listen, for the most part, I think defensively they've been really good this year. And I don't think it's been, I think it's been a couple individual errors, you know, here and there, a couple uh, times people have switched off, which has, listen, there hasn't been a whole lot of goals conceded. So those individual mistakes are magnified a little bit, but when you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, at a rate that you're used to it's you know you're put under pressure a lot more to keep a clean sheet and I think that's been the pressure on the defense which I think has stood up really well but I think now that this team is coming into form you're getting goals from Omir Patrick Lamala these guys are starting to ramp up a little bit I think that's gonna take the pressure off this defense to try to you know be holding on for dear life to keep a result Miami game starting six o'clock on Saturday Steve Jolly and I on the radio call at 5 p.m. with Countdown to kickoff. You look at the standings. The good thing, I would say, is New York's not just chasing one team. They're chasing a variety of teams. We mentioned D.C., NYCFC, Montreal, all with 40 points. So there's opportunity uh, for for at least a team or two to slip back to the pack a little bit. And we're going to be able to talk about the playoff scene and what's been a very unique journey for our guests, which will come up in just a minute after we take a timeout. It is Caden Clark, who is the youngster uh, for this New York Red Bull team. Connor, I don't think anyone would dispute the talent and the potential that Caden Clark has. You've you've seen him. You've gotten to know him a little bit. Um, it just seems like the world is, is right there for him. Um, and maybe at times this year, it's been difficult to grab onto for a variety of reasons. The, the appendix injury, some other injury concerns during the course of the year. Uh, but clearly nobody could dispute the talent that this kid has. 100%. I think we've seen it coming up through the system. You've just been waiting to see it all get put together. And I think early on this year, he was on fire. I think he, you know, he was scoring. He uh, had multiple goals, multiple assists to start the season. He was really getting a really good run of form. And I think that's what kind of the appendix injury, I think when you put out for that amount of time, it's especially as a young player who's not used to being out and being away from the team, it's, it's extremely tough to overcome that and get back into that place that you were and uh, you feel for him a little bit, but there's no arguing that talent is there. And whenever he gets that opportunity to show what he can do and he puts a ball in the back of the net. So I think we're anxiously awaiting Caden to, you know, build up that, that, uh, confidence and get back to the place that he was. And I think that is coming for sure. And you can tell in the past games that he's been in there, that is definitely building. And we're excited to get him here on here to talk to him today. Get to, for you guys to know him a little bit better and get to ask him maybe a little, a couple hard hitting questions, but not nothing crazy. We don't. Hard, we don't <laughs> hard hitting. And I'm sure you've got your normal list of the rapid fire that uh, we like to do towards the end part of our podcast. We're going to take a quick time out when we come back. Caden Clark on the other side. This is Red Bull Weekly brought to you by NJIT. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields, 
If it's engineering, it's at NJIT, number one of the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at NJIT.edu. Back on Red Bull Weekly with Connor Laid on Matt Harmon. Red Bull getting set to take on Miami on Saturday. Makeup game from a couple of weeks back after the uh, rain out with the thunder and lightning. As we just talked about before the break, good enough to hop on here and give us some time. Clearly, right off the training pitch. You know, it used to be nice. Sometimes we, we wouldn't see guys. Now that we do see, I mean, Con, uh, Caden, you, you are an absolute mess coming off the field right now. What, what, I, I'm going to say it must have been a good training session. Yeah, it's uh, today's Tuesday, so we have a bit more time um, to prepare for the game. And, uh, you know, fresh off the win, had two days off. So it was a good session, uh, competitive, intense, and it got a little chippy out there. But it's what you want um, leading up to this game. So it was a good session. That, of course, the voice of Caden Clark, the 18-year-old midfielder for this New York Red Bull team. All right, so right before we started, I said, is there anything you don't want to talk about? You kind of said, no, I'm an open book. And your immediate answer, your first answer to my opening question leads me right into uh, a follow-up. You said chippy. I got to know, who's the guy, who's the chippy guy out there? I mean, at one point in the training, everyone was on the floor. So, I mean, it was pretty much, you know, everyone was chippy. But, yeah, you know, some some personal things out there. But it's what you want. It's all good things. It's a good environment. Uh, I think that's something we lacked in the spell uh, where we didn't win so many games. So, I think getting that back, getting the hungriness back in the team and competing for spots is what you want. And it's the, it's the best environment for uh, a young player like me and a team that's pushing to make playoffs. One, one more, Connor, if you don't mind, before you can hop in with a couple as well. Thinking of chippiness and maybe the competitive nature, we've seen it from you um, pretty much from, from start to where we are right now. When you get on the field, it, it almost looks like sometimes, and I'm going to use the example from Saturday night, against I think it was Jeff Cameron who you decided yeah. to have some words with um what 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 goes on in a moment like that inside your head to say I'm gonna flick this switch and I'm not taking any use whatever term you want I'm gonna say grief I'm not gonna take any grief or any flack from anybody yeah I think it's just kind of you know how I was brought up and and my competitiveness from my parents as well and just you know you don't take anything from anyone. I don't want to say the word, but you know what I could say. You know, you don't want to take that from anyone because uh, once you show a little weakness or a little, you know, they can get in your head. Okay, they have you for the rest of the game. Um, so you don't let anyone intimidate you, no matter who it is. If you know Jeff Cameron played, uh, you know, most, a lot of games for your national team, I know who he is. But I, I said, you know, I don't even know who you are. I said, I said in the field, <laughs> it was pretty funny. But you just can't let it creep inside your head. I think that's the. That's the thing I've learned most is uh, no matter who you're playing against, no matter how much experience, you just can't let it affect you. Um, and I think I, I made that pretty clear against him on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to Mac Miazga, uh, some of the trash talk I used to hear from him. So it's something in the young guys that we bring through here, Matt. I don't know. The confidence, I like it. Caden, uh, is that something you've always had? growing up yeah is this something we're gonna have to go research back in some of your academy games and get some first-hand research on some of the smack talk that you've had on the field or is it something you yeah. know recently yeah i would say i've got booked a couple times in my in my da days um so not my proudest moments back then but i think uh you know now it's uh you know it's just part of who i am and and uh you know i just want to keep that going but yeah i think uh i've been told a couple times now 
for multiple games when it comes to me on the TV, they, they can see what I say. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. You know, listen, I think it's, it's one thing to, you know, be confident for sure. I think that's a good thing if you can use it to your advantage. Right. Uh, to tell us a little bit. You, you said practice been really intense. Obviously you talk about having two days off, which I'm sure felt like a vacation for you guys after the schedule that you've had. What was, you know, what's, what are you guys looking to do in this week to kind of capitalize on this momentum that you've been building for the past couple of matches? Yeah, I think if you go back into the beginning of the season in the middle, um, we, would, we would win two games, sometimes three, and then we would fall off. So I think just going off of that, this is the time where we need to ramp it up, keep the results going, because we know how quickly, um, just based on our past, that it can go downhill. So I think we're just very cautious of that, and everyone's, everyone wants to make playoffs. I think this is this game this weekend could uh, put us in a good position, and it could kill off Miami as well. So I think it's a very important game to try to you know swing the table a bit. Um, and just get us closer to that playoff spot. So I think everyone's mindset is, what can I do? What can everyone do themselves to make sure that they're, they're at 100% for this weekend? Love it. And I know you mentioned personal stuff on the field. So, I, you know, we'll let you off easy there. I won't have you throw out any of your teammates under the fire here. But uh, speaking of vacation, I mean, getting two days off after that stretch that you had, was, which was really a crazy stretch with the rescheduling of – weather delays that we've really never had. Uh, so that's been a little bit wild. What did you do to kind of reset before this this stretch coming up? Yeah, Sunday. We got home pretty late from Cincinnati. So I think Sunday, got a bet, went to bed like 3 a.m. Um, from the trip. So pretty late night. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of slept in, watched some football, hung out with my family, um, saw a couple of the guys later, later on in Sunday. Uh, we had like a team uh, gathering. And then Monday I did, you know, just a little recovery session, get some touches on the ball because two days, you know, it's it's crazy how fast your touch can go away, um, you know, or you can lose your little sharpness. So um, Monday I did a little bit of, you know, just fun stuff, recovery, just getting ready for the week, um, just really trying to take care of my body. And all the older guys tell me it's important to learn that now, even though I might not feel like like really bad or have anything going on, it's just important to get into, into those habits. So I think you know, just trying to start that and just yeah, prepare for the week and what's ahead. All the older guys. So I'm curious for you <laughs> at 18, who, who is considered the old guy on the team? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, Ryan, Sean, Danny, Aaron, you know, the older guys that we do have, um, I think, yeah, they just help me out. help young guys out. Just giving them some tips and comments. Caden, walk me through um, a, a couple of things here, if you don't mind. So last year, right around this time, you sign your MLS contract almost the same week. Uh, you play against Atlanta, you score. Then you play against Toronto, you score. Clearly, you had no problem living in a big moment with a Red Bull team last year trying to figure out a way to get into the playoffs. But also as you did that, you jumped on everybody's radar screen right away. And almost, I would think, for the remaining part of 2020 and now into 2021, you've come to the understanding that there's usually going to be a target on your back when you're on the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think of it as that way. I kind of just because – actually, I do. So I would say this. 2020, no one knew. So, like, they would be focused on Danny – um, you know, who else? I forgot, you know, a couple other players, like big players, Kaku, 
like all on the team. So it would give me a bunch of space and time because, oh, they're going to focus on those guys. Okay. Now I can come in and just play in the open space or, you know, they're not really tracking me. What is, you know, what, what am I going to do? I just got to the league. They're just letting me have my space and, and they're focused on those guys. So I think having that last year was important for me. Um, and now it's a bit of an adjustment. I think sometimes, um, sometimes I'm kind of used to it now, but I don't think sometimes I get doubled down, but it's just, uh, it's all good though, because I think it just creates space for my teammates and, and it's part of the game. I think I have to adapt to it and adjust to it. You know, if, if there's going to be a target on my back, which sometimes there might be, sometimes there's, there's not, um, I think it's beneficial for the team either way, because if there is, okay, open space for my teammates, they're more focused on individual, or if there's not, then I have, uh, you know, time and space to, to do my thing. So either way, I think it helps the team. Um, and yeah, I don't really, honestly, though, I don't really think of that at all um, going into games. How about for the, for the 2021 uh, season, Caden? I mean, you, you got off to a quick start. Scored in the first couple of games. Um, I, I, if, if memory is serving me correct, scored in three of the first four. No, you scored against Orlando. Uh, I think one other game after that, and then you go through the appendix issue. How much can you say that that has maybe to a point derailed your season a little bit? Yeah, it was. It was truly heartbreaking, honestly, because um, I was coming off uh, you know two really good games, Orlando and Nashville. Um, and I got told I was in the Gold Cup, and and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the hospital getting surgery. You know, the next day after Nashville, so it's uh, it happened quick. Um, and of course, you have a thought in your head like, okay, you know, appendicitis. They're gonna do a surgery where they barely cut in your skin, and they get it out, and you're gonna be back in two weeks. Um, you know, and I still don't think I've reached my full fitness. It's hard. It's not easy going in the middle of the season to to missing out on a month, no game, and then trying to come back. So I'll find myself, you know, coming off the bench or playing 45 minutes like last game. Sometimes I would be struggling to, to you know, just get my breath back or to get my fitness back. So it's definitely not easy. Um, so just trying to work that back every day. And sessions like these today really help with that because it's, you know, counter pressing pressing then you're with the ball and you're exhausted so it's really good for you to find your sharpness in those areas so I think just plugging away at it every day um but it was it was truly it was heartbreaking it wasn't wasn't the easiest thing yeah I think that's what people don't realize is yeah you might have been out for a couple weeks but in the middle of a season when your body is like fine-tuned to you know make that stretch run the rest of the year for you to not be able to play games, I think people don't realize how quickly that fitness goes. Yeah. You can't replicate games in training or, no. you know, that fitness that you get. So it's almost like you need a mini preseason right. to get back. Absolutely. Actually playing those games. So I think that's something that gets lost a little bit. And people think like, oh, yeah, Caden's scoring all these bangers in the beginning of the year. But he's, yeah, he's had to get himself going again when the other guys have been fresh. How... You know, you talk about the national team and the Gold Cup, and I know you're in the the uh, preliminary roster there with, you know, some hopes of making that roster. Um, how tough was that? But how much did that kind of light the fire under you to kind of keep going? Yeah. Um, you know, this year really has taught me a lot. You know, my I would say my first full season uh, being a pro, I think last year was – it was a, obviously a season, but with COVID and everything. So I would say this is really a first full season. Um, 
and right off the bat, I got COVID as well. So I got COVID in the preseason and then I appendicitis. So just going off these things, it's like later down my career, if I ever have another struggle or something happens, okay. My first year as professional, I had all these things happen to me. You know how to get through it. You know, I think it's an, it's going to happen to everyone. It just happened to me a bit earlier with, um, you know, having some struggle, having some, you know, unfortunate things happen. But I think it's just going to, you know, make me stronger going down the line. And, and I've already gone through something that's not easy. Um, and I think it's just going to be beneficial for me in the long term as well. But, of course, it's not easy because I was literally on the phone with my agent and he goes, okay, yeah, Greg's going to call you into the Gold Cup. I was like, you know, I'm so excited. Um, finally get a chance and, and perfect opportunity. You know, it's on U.S. soil. Um, you know, you're at home. My family can come. It's like all these good things. And then, yeah, just taken away from you in a heartbeat. So, uh, yeah, it's just you just got to power through it. And hopefully something comes up with uh, the U20s in November, um, you know, obviously based on how we're doing. Um, at with New York, um, but yeah, just looking for the next opportunity and to get back in there. Caden, a- answer me this, and this is this is a, a probably a, a question that I'm not sure how to phrase, and I don't mean it to come off in an, in a negative way at all. But at 18, you just mentioned having to deal with I don't have the opportunity Gold Cup. I have the appendix injury, um, struggling to maybe get back to the form I was in the beginning part of the year because you had to take in essence, a month off. How does Caden Clark at 18 balance the idea of the coaches are trying to bring me along maybe the right way, but yet at 18, how am I not on the field where I want to be? And that's probably a little bit of a frustration for you too, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's, it's a difficult time for me right now, finding um, – you know, just finding who I am in the system that we're playing in. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to find a balance. You know, I'm finding a balance. It's not easy, of course, you know, because I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I add my style of play in the system that the coaching staff wants to play, um, but making it work for both. I think that's my main focus right now is because beginning of the year we had different tactics. It was fitting. It was working for me. Now, okay, we stepped away to a different idea, and it's working. Now, how can I adjust my game to to maximize, um, you know, my potential in the system and help a team in the best way? So I think it's, uh, yeah, just working on it every day. Which will be something that no matter where it is you're going, and let's bring that point up next, that you've signed the deal to go to Germany for next season with Leipzig, tactics will change all the time. So is, is part of the next evolution – of Caden Clark, ridiculously talented right now at 18, but is the next evolution of Caden Clark now learning how to adjust his game to different styles of play, different tactics, different everything, you know, next year, case in point, perhaps a different country. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, it's uh, finding myself as in what are my non-negotiables, my fundamentals type of in, in my part of the game that don't change no matter what system I'm in. Of course, you can change your spacing, your timing, where you're going to be in certain situations. But for me, it's getting my principles down. Who am I as a player? I think I'm still figuring that out, and I will figure that out until, you know, I hope that I hit my prime and whenever it is, 25, 26. So I think um, it's, just, it's, it's, it's never ending. You can never figure – you're never done. You know, I think that's uh, important to remember 
but for, yeah, for me, just find the principles and who I am as a player and bring that wherever I go. And of course you can change the little details depending on the tactics and system. Kaden, don't worry. I'm still trying to figure myself out too. So <laughs> you still got plenty of time. Well, right. Caden, I think you said it perfectly. Like you never stop learning. I, I don't, it doesn't matter how old you are. I think that's yeah. such a great statement for anybody at any age, 18, if you're Connor's age, still now in a, you know, listen, new position for him, new role, new job, post-playing. Uh, for me in, in the broadcast world, you know, you're you're always figuring it out, right, Connor? Like, there's, there is yeah. no set playbook of how to develop into what it is you want to be. You, you roll with the punches for sure, and I think you've been doing a good job so far, and, you know, just keep that head on straight and you'll be fine. I think another thing that we failed to mention, though, something that happened this year, which I'd like you to share a little bit more on. I believe there was a little bit of a prank uh, that I heard through the grapevine that happened at uh, the training facility. Could I know one of uh, your prankster teammates may have had a little fun with you. Obviously, being a young guy, you know you're gonna get you're gonna get some banter in the locker room, and you know scoring some of the goals that you have, you're gonna get some uh, even more banter. So. Can you share a little bit what happened with maybe one of your new purchases? I know exactly who it was. Exactly who it was in the second it happened. Um, but yeah, I just came out to the, the field and I knew this was going to happen because they told me it was going to happen, but they waited like a month after they told me it was going to happen. So like, I was like, okay, it's not going to happen. But I came onto the field for training and then my car was on the turf field. <laughs> I was just like, a bunch of stuff all over it. Um, yeah. Funny for about two seconds, and I got really <laughs> mad, you know. I it's like I didn't want Coach to be mad at me that my car was in the field, you know. Some maybe he didn't understand, maybe he, at first, but um, no, it was fair play to to Aaron, by the way, fair play to him. But nah, good prank. Yeah, I'm gonna get him back before before the end of the season. You, you do that for sure because Aaron's always he's always the king of the pranks in the locker room, and I yeah I heard through the grapevine that your car ended up under the turf field and. I also heard that. Yeah, it was funny, but I also were very concerned. Uh, so fair play. I think everyone understood it wasn't you apart yeah. from the first so don't worry about that. But um, Kaden, I need to know. All right, you scored some incredible bangers so far in your early professional career, but I need you to rank the top three for me. I was right. going to say, Con Connor, it's too late for you to ask how to do it. You're retired. There, no, I'm, I'm done. There are no I, more for you. No, no more for I'm me. Unless how many have I scored? In seven in total. So you, I'm off the top of my head. I think we have like Atlanta, Toronto, Columbus playoffs. I, you know, Columbus playoffs ended up in the upper ninety. It was hit it into the ground a little bit. So you know, hey, meant to do it. There you go. We'll never know. You know, you just say you meant to do it. But then you know, KC, Chicago. Where? What are the top three for you? I think first one obviously is Toronto. I think because I just. That's who I really am is, you know, turning, touch, hit it. Um, that's who I – that's how I play. So I think that one, number one. Um, number two, probably – I mean, I'm stuck between for my top three, Atlanta, Sporting, and Chicago. Sporting was a – it was a cool one because I was just so off balance. That one was a good one. And then Chicago was a kind of – was this is a kick? Is that what it was? So, yeah, Atlanta has to be in there the first one. So I think gotta be Atlanta second, and then third probably. I'll go with 
I would say the hardest one was out of or hardest out of uh, sporting in Chicago was a sporting one, but Chicago was a cooler one. So I did Chicago. Good man. Chicago. No, we've got the we've got the top three with a lot of honorable mentions in there as well. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a seasoned professional. You that's... you ask you get asked for three, but then you're like, I don't know. There's so many. Let me name off all the other ones because you get those. <laughs> not, that many. Well not that many. It's just seven. Well played. Well played. I think it's very good, um, Caden. I I want to I want to recite a quote from Jesse Marsh. Um, you had talked about going to Leipzig. Obviously, Jesse is the coach over there, which I, I know probably is a, is a nice connection for you with Tyler over there as well. Um, he has confidence. He has self-belief, and it's borderline cockiness, but it's also rooted in confidence and who he is and what he's about. That, for me, is always the best starting point. That was Jesse talking about you after the move was announced that you'll be going to Leipzig uh, after the end part of the MLS season, when you when you hear that, do you agree? Is it confidence, borderline cockiness? Love Jesse, but I was a bit confused when he said. I was like, okay, it's a good quote, but I was a bit confused because anyone who knows me, I think, really personal or really close to me, like, I don't think no, I've never been told I've been you know cocky towards uh, towards someone or, or people. Uh, I mean, honestly. I don't want to speak for myself. I'm like a really like old soul kind of family guy. Just kind of, you know, just do your thing and, and uh, you know, leave it at that. But yeah, it's a good quote. I think, yeah, I have a lot of confidence. Um, I know what I want to do. I think a lot of the times and, and pretty determined to do it. Um, you know, like if you want to bring up the, you know, the Jeff Cameron as well, like, you know, just, just things like that. I think I get where he's coming from and in, uh, in his quote, but, Agree to disagree a bit, but yeah, it was a good quote. I think it was all on field stuff. It didn't have anything to do with with, with off yeah. field at all. And I actually, I actually thought it was great because you you do play with a little bit of bounce in your step and a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, and that might be perceived a little a little bit as borderline cockiness. I I actually thought, to your point, it was it was a great quote um, w- without question. How is the how is the German going? Funny thing, uh, yesterday I was actually, you know, I was bored. I, um, and I was like, okay, let's hop on some Rosetta Stone, you know, get some German going. I learned a couple words, you know, just getting 30 minutes a day, just a little bit, little by little, you know, trying to learn, trying to learn everything. I, obviously, I have my soccer terms I need to learn and, and uh, you know, just certain words so I can communicate with my teammates. So those come first, but then the lifestyle and just the basics come next. I mean... You got to get ready with that German. You know, Jesse's going to be testing you. If I know Jesse, he's going to be getting ready for you to get over there and he's going to be drilling in some German. So make sure you're prepared. I don't think 30 minutes is enough a day. Give it an hour. All right. Double up your days. Uh, some more German words. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I, I thought the, uh, the quote was awesome. Listen, that's what Jesse likes in his players. He loves personality more yeah. than anything. And that's what he loved about Tyler. You know, the personality that he showed as a 16 year old is what really like sold him there's there's something about these americans i think you know you just want to get you know get get your hands dirty and get to work i think that's that's the main thing when you go over there that's it that's it and i think you got to keep that confidence because listen you you you've done some good things while you're here and it's going to be another step up when you get there so just keep building that confidence but 
I kind of want to learn a little bit when you're obviously living by yourself right now. And how crazy is that as an 18 year old to be living in a different place away from your family? I know they've been here a lot and are here to help you through, but how has that prepared you to kind of make that jump across to Europe to live on your own there? I'm sure they're going to come with you and get you settled, but to kind of prepare you for life as a, as a young man in a different country. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty convinced my one of my parents would be out there, you know, okay. once a month. Um, but yeah, I, I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I try to take care of my apartment, just your basics. But I don't mind, uh, you know, living on your own. It's weird when I go home, though, because I have to live under their rules and their house. And it's like, you know, it's a bit different. So we disagree on some things, but um, it's all good things. So I'm, I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. I think it will be an adjustment at first, um, but it's part of it. You know, there's no way around it. Are you getting into like any German cooking, preparing yourself for the the conditions over there, the food, like what's going on? Come on, you got to prepare yourself for the total potatoes. package over there, man. Sausage and potatoes. Not really a big fan, you know, but I'll have to adapt to the culture. I'll have to find the good spots. I've been to this place called Vapiano in Leipzig. It's very good Italian. They have pizza salad pasta like it's like uh you get you get a card when you walk in and you just scan it and it's like it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool place um okay. it's unique in its own way and then very good food i think when i went to leipzig i ate there probably five out of the seven days i, I was there all right so shout out to them you're gonna have Caden in there probably every day <laughs> every day we get settled yeah. matt any any tips for Caden about living on your own listen you've got you got kids that you're sending out into the world, you know, preparing them. Come on. I know you got some fatherly advice for. Uh, yeah. Stay out of trouble. That's the biggest thing. Stay out of trouble, especially in a brand new, a brand new country in a brand new world. Um, but Katie, I mean, it seems like you're, you're right on point with, with where you should be. I, I, I loved actually really hearing you talk about the, the struggles that you've gone through, because I think in a lot of cases, as someone who's a little bit younger, the, the natural inclination would be to run away from it. It seems like you're, you're, and you can comment on this. You're there, you're confronting it. You've realized that in a lot of ways, the season has been a little bit of a struggle, a yo-yo, but yet there's still so much to still play for on this, on this year in 2021. Absolutely. There's, there's so much left to play for. I think the way we've been playing, I think we make playoffs. You never know. It's one game. Um, so this team can go very far and we know that. Um, but we also know that if we let go a little bit, the season can be done next weekend. So I think we're taking it day by day, step by step. And we know how important every minute of that game is on Saturday and, and what the job is. All right, I'm going to finish with this. It's become a little bit of a, I don't know, trademark for, for Coach Struber to crack a Red Bull in his postgame press conference the other day at the yellow one. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. And here you are. I think we should have said, like, what's your favorite? But I'm going to guess it's the coconut flavor because that's what you're drinking as you came off the training field today. Yeah, I mean, especially after you worked out, the coconut one is refreshing. I'm not paid to say this, but <laughs> it is refreshing. Um, Hashtag ad. Coconut <laughs> refreshing. Um, Red Bull, if you are listening. I would like a refrigerator in my house, the Red Bull one. But um, the coconut's refreshing. I'm just hanging out, maybe the regular one. And then blueberries, like, okay, if I'm in a game, I'll drink like a blueberry one. So got its own thing. 
Well, listen, you just forget about the most important goals. You just ranked the top three Red Bulls from coconut to regular to blueberry. Um, uh, Connor, really good. I, this was so much fun for us to do. We've been waiting, right? You and I have been waiting to do this one for quite some time and to be able to get some time with Caden, really, really, really good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, Caden, and obviously wish you nothing but success the rest of the year and obviously going forward, but focus Miami, get those three points and the rest, you know, you guys will get on a roll and playoffs. Here we come. So go Absolutely. get them, buddy. We can do it. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah. Caden really appreciate you hopping on. Look forward to doing it again uh, in the future. We wrap up our Red Bull weekly podcast for Connor Laid, all of us here on the Red Bull radio side of things. I'm Matt Harmon reminder, Steve Jolly and I have the radio call for you Saturday from Red Bull arena. We'll be on the air at 5 o'clock, game time at 6 for Inter-Miami. Should be a fun one. Look forward to seeing you there. Uh, feel free to reach out to any of us along the social media channels if there's anything for a future podcast you would like us to talk about. For all of us here on the Red Bull Radio side of things, thanks so much for listening to another edition of Red Bull Weekly.